0: Bear Radio, with your hosts, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Oh. Ah, welcome Ooh. to this fine Monday. Yes. Yes.
1: Let yes. that bear growl. Arr, absolutely.
0: <laughs> the growl. The bear is California and is waking up. Now, we don't only talk about California, but since we are from California, we have a little bit of... Focus in on that. But uh, we talk about world events, world issues, and definitely our great country, the United States.
1: Yeah, and and we're Californians. So there's a lot more of people in this state to be woken up than probably other states because it's very, very blue, not very well red pilled. So
2: (laughs) that's true. Yeah. And, you know, we are almost one year from the 2024 election. I mean, we're about to go into November, and I cannot believe it's almost. 12 months and counting
0: yeah <laughs> that's that's when the heat gets turned on if there's some some sort of thing like when old cars hit a hundred thousands like oh my gosh now it's like one year oh my gosh you know so <laughs> I wonder what's gonna get triggered <laughs> so what's
2: gonna happen if they they find that the election was stolen do we just turn back the clock for four years
0: <laughs> I- uh, yeah I don't know you know they as, as President Trump always says, you know, you get caught stealing the diamonds, you got to give them back. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, there's some calms that have dropped in some of those speeches in the five months and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see yeah, what happens we'll if that has something see. to do with it.
1: Well, it, it, like you said, Chris, before we started, that the winds of the crosswinds are blowing. <laughs> I think that's kind of our theme tonight: that the crosswinds are blowing and the calms are dropping. And uh, you know, we're we're many days into this new. Uh, war and we just being praying for peace, you know, praying, yeah. God brings resolution that, that the cooler heads prevail. So, but, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, it's funny cause I, you know, we just had that, um, that very light wind storm that came through, you know, obviously it's, it is the season for wind, but I was down in Southern California, man, and it, and it got some, the inland, I was in, you know, um, Kind of in the beach area, the Inland Empire had gusts from 40 to 60 mile an hour, even up to wow. 70 mile an hour. So that, you know, the Santa Ana winds down there are pretty strong. So, you know, yeah. when you said, hey, the, the crosswinds are blowing, I could feel like, oh, yeah, this, you yeah. know, well, tell us. Yeah, we got that.
0: warnings. We had warnings put on, or at least on my phone, I got a warning yeah. and then an update saying, hey, you know, we got high winds coming. It's a national warning or national uh, alert. I mean,
2: Red flag warning alert. Yep. Yeah. high High fire danger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, as I spend time, I sit before the Lord every day and, and just ask him what's going on. What does he want me to know? It's kind of his intelligence briefing to me as well as that, that quiet time of just listening to him and spending time in his presence. And I, um, he said, I could hear almost an audible voice. He said, uh, stay face-to-face with me, keep your eyes on me, and you're going to feel some crosswinds, but you just keep moving. And he kept saying, just keep moving, you're secure. And so I thought, huh, because I, I didn't feel like a lot was going, I mean, there's a lot going on in the news, but I uh, I didn't feel unstable. So I felt like there might be some things coming up, but you know our little red red flag warning. It actually had an event in Mexico, didn't it? Wow. Down in Acapulco, wow. <laughs> got a class five, uh, um, category five hurricane, hurricane yeah. named Otis, and it pretty much, um, you know, Acapulco being uh, a tourist town and a uh, a a seaport town they really had a lot of destruction. My heart goes out to them. I'm glad I wasn't taking a little cruise or on vacation down there, but uh, those were the result. Those were where the, re- the winds came from. So we were, it was funny. I didn't feel any moisture in the air. I don't know about you all, but um, it was, uh, it wasn't just out of nowhere the winds came. There was a hurricane behind it.
1: Yeah. I saw lots of buildings there uh, too. Like they'd, the aerial footage of just all the glass broken out of buildings yeah. after buildings after buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly storm.
0: Yeah. Well, we did, we do take the wind warnings uh, seriously. I, I live up in the mountains. I've got some really, you know, 200 plus foot uh, redwood trees and sometimes they'll drop a branch and they call them widow makers and they'll come down and we, we have a, like a little stable underneath some of them and uh, some of these trees and that they've gone right through the roof. I mean, just miss the horse by like four or five feet all the way through the roof uh like mm-hmm. an, an, an impaler so uh, they call them widow makers for a reason but it's usually high winds that do that
2: yeah and as far season in uh california so that pg&e was going to do some rolling blackouts so that if wires came down we didn't quite get that much wind i didn't feel in this area it wasn't as bad as southern california where you were taking your visit uh, brandon but uh, things seem to be quiet right now, at least in the natural, in the weather. So mm. we'll see if we get some crosswinds this week in the spirit and just in the news.
1: Yeah, well, the news, we got crosswinds going left and right. Good, <laughs> stuff, good stuff happening, uh, bad stuff happening. I mean, uh, there's, you know, then there's, it seems like there's calms. There's a lot of uh, calms in some of the speeches that Trump's giving. Um, the, some of them are just flat out comedy. I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I, I listened while I worked um, over the weekend, I listened to his speech in New Hampshire. And when he talked about Biden and the fake nose uh, and plastic all over, I just, I just said, you know, this is the making of something that I had seen someone else do. This is not my idea, but I put together a little uh, Seinfeld spoof, uh, just put some music behind it. So I'm going to play that. It was, it was a fun little thing to do on a Sunday afternoon right so here here we go.
1: If I ever did that, problem. And then
3: remember when Biden, I'd like to take him to the back of the barn. I dream of that. You know what I do with
4: him? Oh I dream.
1: Hit him right in that big nose. that plastic lying all over the floor but i don't want to say that so when he says it they say oh he said remember when he was doing that i want to take him to the back of the block. you know what you do with him you just look at him and you go like this yeah like, I mean, like that's very similar to some of the other things he said like um gosh like uh just some of the comms he's dropping there's like four or five speeches he talked about you know and in 5 months we're going to be taking back our, our 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 country right in 5 months you're like what's that mean and then what was the other calm it seems it seems like there's some communications dropping there like my biden doesn't even know he's alive you know like okay that's
0: Yeah cool. what's he saying there what's he saying you know
1: he doesn't even know he's alive you know and then he's got plastic face like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if
0: it's uh, a clown nose or if it's plastic as in plastic surgery or he's just fake altogether. And he's not the real, you know, as some people have alluded, you know, and I I was going to put some pictures up. I didn't. But, you know, some of them have like, you know, his earlobes have changed. And I noticed old pictures of Joe Biden. He does have these distinguished bags under his eyes and those are gone. And maybe he did do plastic surgery. I don't know. Or it's somebody else, you know, they've done like half of the old, half the new, and you can see the mouths aren't lined up and some some other things, you know, the eyes. And
1: so, uh, who knows? The ears are connected or not connected? Yeah, yeah. Someone said, though, if you pull the skin down, the ears will then look connected when they weren't connected before. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it could be that. So, I just keep it up, uh, you know, up in the air and uh, someday we'll know for sure. He (laughs) either went under the knife or somebody else stepped well, in well, i don't know well, why you'd fill him back film them with somebody that's completely lost his mind unless that i guess that plays a, a part too but i don't know how it would um but anyway yeah
1: yeah and you know and some of the stuff obviously is out there that you know we we don't believe and we're not sure of and we, you know we, we kind of think with a grain of salt we'll find out and you kind of kind of have to hold hold things lightly. But I I do think that we have to push the envelope of orthodox to really be able to question the narrative, you know, with some sort of meaningful questions, you know, we have to question the narrative. And when you question the narrative, you're you're actually, yeah, you might find out that some of it's misinformation. Oh, speaking of misinformation. It's, it's a, my
2: favorite, the Babylon Bee. The White House accidentally hands out plastic bags of cocaine to trick-or-treaters. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. uh, we don't know where those came from. We thought they were uh, fentanyl. Powdered sugar. Powdered <laughs> yeah. sugar.
2: sugar. Yes. Well, we have to sometimes laugh at some of these things because <laughs> they're rather pitiful.
1: Hunter, and- what did you do?
2: You know what? What we're bringing up is is kind of the elephant in the room. It's the there are so many bizarre things going on with the Biden administration, with his family and at the White House. It's it just befuddles you. It's like one unbelievable storyline after another until we're expected to just take all this in and think this is the highest office in the land the most powerful nation in the free world. I mean, it's a mockery. Yeah, yeah. Of, of our country, it's a mockery of us as Americans, and it's definitely a mockery of our government and our government process.
1: I just wonder what our, what you know people around the world think, or you know, other countries that considered us so esteemed or must think. You know, dropping Afghanistan, leaving eighty what eighty billion dollars worth of equipment there that's probably getting into the hands of terrorists i mean just it's just things that are just some other people got to feel the same way this guy can't be the real person It's like the stuff he's pulling in the you know and then uh, just the, the, the his inability to just put sentences together and make any sense you know so
0: yeah well that's that's what's happening you know we'll just go and uh we just view each day and and we'd be, we're in prayer about it, you know, yep. we'd say, Lord, help us discern, help us uh, have wisdom. You know, these are good things in a way in the big picture, because, mm-hmm. you know, for people to really wake up and, and turn around, they need to be shaken and they need to mm-hmm. be, you know, things need to be exposed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that whole pot and the, the frog and, and stuff like that, you know. By the way that isn't actually true. I read a book where they actually did scientific experiments, and uh the slowly heating the water does not <laughs> rock
4: jumped jump out. out, but, oh,
0: but
2: no.
4: we'll, we'll use
0: it, we'll use it for for this, you know, for <laughs> right. what we need to use it for. But you know, so for the last uh what two generations at least, you know, slowly infiltration happened, nobody sees it, and so this is a good thing, it's happening quickly, it's rapid. People are going, Oh my gosh, people have lost their minds. You know, I I can't believe this. I never would have imagined this. And so these are things that wake up people. So in a way, this is really good. If it was really slow for another 50, 60, 100 years, you know what? We'd just be all going down that road to hell in a handbasket and not even know it. At least people are starting to wake up saying this doesn't make any sense at all. So in a way, I'm happy that. In fact, I I hope they don't impeach Joe Biden. I don't want to have some another slick uh, speaking guy get in there and just wreak havoc for everybody i i want them to see the fools you know this guy got 81 million uh 81 million right and and yet he's got the lowest uh approval rating of anybody and and where's track record and stuff and it's like well this if this isn't obvious you know i don't know what what will be so um these are all wonderfully done
1: well and what and part of waking people up you know there's this um famous phrase in the roman empire one of the um one of the really important um, poets, writers said, you know, give the people uh, bread and circuses and they'll never revolt. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think that in some weird way, the American experiment has gone into that. We, we used to be a very strong nation, very, had a lot really very strong Christian values and we've just kind of deteriorated, but but people are, are, are ha- fat and happy enough that they're not actually willing to revolt yet and to, come against what's been going on and that our government has been basically, you know, been run by people that are criminals. And I think that you have to kind of, you know, that, that phrase, you got to show the people, you can't just tell them because they won't believe it. And, you you know, people are waking up at different points and people are pulling their heads out of the sand. Some people still are just going, la, 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 don't tell me. I don't want to see, I don't want to hear about it. You know?
2: Yeah. I had some friends who they heard about, um, Matt Perry's death. Um, And uh, the the conversation at the gym was, did you binge Friends yesterday like I did? And I thought, I I didn't know he had passed away and I don't have a TV, so I I wasn't quite sure about the conversation, but... That that was an example to me. I thought, what an incredible waste of time when we've got a um, a world on the, the brink of World War III, possibly. Wow. And that's serious. We've got people in the Middle East that are um, Americans that are hostages, as well as uh, quite a few other nations. And we've got... Um, uh, an attack going on in the Gaza, Gaza Strip, uh, trying to regain the hostages and and disrupt the Hamas situation. And then there there's just so many things going on. And it was, uh, did you binge friends yesterday? Uh, I did for eight hours. And I thought, oh my, oh my no, gosh.
1: I, I took some few moments and prayed for the hostages of, oh that are Americans that are in Gaza right now in the middle yeah, of yeah. I mean,
2: th- this is the reality of the 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 level. You know, there'll be a little wake up, and then oh, just give me life back as usual. And yeah. uh, so it it is. Um, it's a challenging nation to get to rise up. I you know I think we've got some of the most courageous, most patriotic people in the world, and I I love being an American, and I love. uh uh, I love Americans, but there are quite a few who have gone into such a stupor over the years. And so, oh, yeah, it's going to be hard.
1: One guy that's waking up from his stupor is that guy Pence. He figured out that no one's going to vote for him. <laughs> Did you see that? that? That his presentation on the on Saturday, he he said, well, I, I've traveled around the country and I kind of figured this is not my time. Not my okay. time.
0: I'm still at single digits.
1: I'm still like, yeah, because you backstabbed the guy that you were supposed to support and you didn't take the time the 10 days to pause and, and, and assure the votes. So, oh, yeah, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular move of the presidential campaign for Mike Pence is ending it.
0: That is good. <laughs> See, sometimes it's a joke, but sometimes it's just dead true. Yeah. You just never know with Babylon B. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah. You don't because they've it's tongue in cheek, but I mean, otherwise you, you end up weeping sometimes. Well,
1: all humor do has it. a little bit of truth in it. And if it doesn't, it's not going to be really funny. You know, Saturday night live has figured that out when they, they just want to make slapstick stuff that doesn't make any sense. And when you're actually, I mean, they, they've left so much material on the floor with Biden and the entire administration and, mm-hmm. And, and with, with COVID, I mean, there's so many ways they could have lampooned the left and they just don't. They're just, they're just so left. They won't even make fun of themselves anymore. And they're just not funny anymore. You know?
0: I, yeah. They should yeah. just use their, their original footage. They don't even need the actors to reenact it and exaggerate it. Just show real footage and people will be like,
2: oh my gosh, this is that guy's brain dead.
0: Uh, anyway. Well,
2: you know what? What do you think? Why do you think Pence never took off?
1: Oh, I think the MAGA base yeah. feels like he seriously put a, a knife in the back of Trump. He had a chance. And I, and I think that's actually part of the, I think that was part of, that is part of Trump's job is to turn the lights on bright to see the, the, the rats, the rhinos and the cockroaches scurry, right? And he, you, you give them a little bit and you let's see what they do with it. And, and I think that I mean, even up until, you know, when he was giving his speech on January 6th, he said, hey, we we don't know. Mike Pence might do the right thing. Let's see what he does. And then and of course, he failed miserably. So I think, you know, the MAGA base really, I, I think that the Republican Party is is Trump's party now. I mean, he, I don't I don't think the rhinos control it anymore. I think they think they do or they, they think they keep trying to convince themselves and us they do. But they they figured out they don't control the Republican Party anymore.
0: Yeah, that's- yeah, I think, and there are some smart ones. I mean, there uh, Larry Elder dropped out of the race as well, and he he ran for governor uh, for California mm-hmm. against uh, Newsom Cox. and yeah. yeah,
2: Cox and Newsom.
0: And so, uh, but he did a smart he did the smart thing. He yep. went and endorsed Trump. He knows and. I mean, they share the same values, you know, and I I really liked Larry Elder, um, especially against Gavin Newsom. But, you know, I think he did the right thing there. I I mean, I I wouldn't have run against him, but um, he did run against Trump, but he he got out and he endorsed him. He sees it. And so hopefully that'll drag his followers in that direction as well. Well, yeah, you,
2: you know, he's he's known as kind of Pence is known for kind of the very conservative, quiet um, Christian. And yet, you know, he is establishment as far as the Bush wing of the Republican Party. Yes. And so uh, he he just, when you, you think about Trump, he's more Christian than Pence. When you say Christian, as far as the values, Trump's, he, he's about defending the home. He talks about loving god and honoring god he's about protecting your family your neighborhood your borders your nation and honestly pants has has um he is prescribed to a lot of globalist type of um activity especially he's had a a strong backing in ukraine he um he really likes um uh, zelensky And he he wants to send more tanks to Ukraine. And uh, he was on, Tucker was interviewing him back in July. And Tucker was um, calling him out. He said, you know, you talk about uh, sending all this money to Ukraine, but what about our own borders? And um, what he said was... aren't you concerned about the United States and our borders? And Trump, our Trump, Pence said twice, he said, it's not my concern. And then he said it again, it's not my concern. And no. uh, I know he might have been meaning maybe he was more concerned about, well, he was more concerned about uh, Ukraine. He no. said it. And I think it reflects in his uh, his lack of being able to support um, the the sending the the vote backs uh, during January 6th to have it um, to have it authorized and to make sure that things were all up and up and that uh, election was integrus and that there was no cheating. But he got pushed around. Uh, on january 6th and he he sided with pelosi he sided with schumer he sided with mcconnell i mean he basically is establishment
1: yeah Yeah, and, and in some some people saw the video after he had done that i can't remember who it was somebody walked up and handed him something almost like a secret handshake and you know there's a lot of speculation what that meant what you know what um, some people think that the Democrats, hey, you do this and we'll we'll all back you for, you know, being the next president. And uh, I think he got played. And I think he is, there's, there was a lack of integrity there. And, uh, you know, I mean, just simply, I mean, the whole Brunson case, the whole four, you know, th- the three or four Brunson brothers are bringing the case against the entire Congress. That wouldn't take 10 days and uh, ensure the electors of the vote, you know. And that you know, they're saying, basically, they, they failed to uphold their um, constitutional um,
2: obligation obligation yeah.
1: and their oath, their oath to the Constitution yeah. Yeah, to, to defend it against all, you know, all enemies, foreign and domestic. So, yeah, that case
0: I, is still alive. They're yes. still talking about it. I think Laura Logan, I had watched something on that. She was covering some of that just uh, the last two weeks. It is not it's not dead.
1: It just keeps on going. So it it's when it's
2: coming out of the woodwork yeah
1: yes well and the interesting thing is that you know it it wasn't just um tucker that's been asking that question but elon musk even even asked that question i don't know if you saw he's you know he i have i have friends that won't buy a tesla now because they don't like elon Musk's politics they're going to go buy a different a different electric car which i think is not really all that great of an idea but you're you're going to not buy the one that's the best and, and on the planet because you don't like Elon Musk, but this is what Elon Musk even said. You know, he said, "What, why, why do so many American politicians from both parties care a hundred times more about the Ukraine border than they do about the USA border?" Mm -hmm. And he even put his money where his mouth is. He went down to the border and asked questions. Did a whole, you know, a live stream down there, and you know, and he was he he was using his new um, live stream capacity for Twitter. To kind of feature it you know featuring it down at the border but i mean here you got a guy is asking the questions that most americans are asking why pence don't you seem to care about our border but all you seem to care about is tanks for ukraine like what what you know what you know that's not my concern that's not my concern well yeah your, your yeah your campaign's over now buddy
0: <laughs> i remember seeing that and the very first time i saw him say that i said out loud that was a death nail to his campaign you know yeah. You're speaking of it Elon with Tesla uh do you know the largest uh charging station in California is at Harris ranch no way uh, i5 yeah it is and they have a diesel generator to uh to help back up those electric chargers
1: and you know what you can do also at Harris ranch you get get a whole bunch of brisket because I I, just, <laughs> I actually just did that when I drove down to southern California we' we're, we're not doing the the, the burger joint. We're going to get some brisket at Harris Ranch. So you get your beef and you go over there and charge up your car. You know.
2: Those yeah. cows are not grass fed. They're mile after mile of feedlot. And that place stinks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. You go past that Cattleman City, which is just up the street. If you go east of Harris Ranch uh, restaurant, just uh, like 15, 20 minutes, you get a Lamore where the surf contest was uh, that, that artificial wave. I went this summer and I uh, got to see uh, the Kelly Slater wave. So, but yeah, it's a nice restaurant, but you're right. I, I, I think I got a solid when I got there. Cause I'm like, I know where that beef comes from. It's just down the street. <laughs> oh my and it's, God. They got sprinklers and they're just in a mud S hole, you know, uh, yeah. As, uh, it's
2: as nasty. a nasty it is very country. nasty.
0: Yeah, well,
1: okay. So, speaking of nasty, what about an update with what's going on with Gaza? Like, what- oh
2: my goodness, my goodness. Well, we're um, today's Monday, October 30th. So, we re- remember that the um, the breach of the border from Gaza into Israel happened on October 7th. So, we're basically at day 2024 20, because they're ahead of us in time. Uh, in this conflict, and, and it really is now. It, it's um, it, it's a land war because Israeli um, tanks have penetrated in two places from the north and two places from uh, the east into Gaza, and they're uh, basically putting them into a chute, the northern Gaza area. They're they're trying to get um, from the east. They're trying to get below Gaza City and go all the way to the sea and be able to cut them off there. The UN and a lot of the the foreign aid is below that. And so that's where the civilians have been told, you need to leave Gaza City. You need to go where the supplies are. And so um, right now there's a, a big push. There's um, still 238 hostages wow. that have been taken. And uh, today, one hostage who was a, a woman IDF soldier that was taken on October 7th was released. Uh, and, and actually, that's not accurate. She wasn't released. She was rescued by the IDF from the north. It's not oh. like the hostages, the terrorists let her go. They went in and they got her and they extracted her um, from the North. And so there, there is the beginning of the land um, war and the, the, the attacks and the, the coming in, uh, they're, they're pinching off, trying to, to really siege Gaza city. Uh, the places that are getting bombed are places. There's a lot of criticism right now with, with the pro-Palestinian crews and you're killing babies and, Um, that's, that's the narrative of, um, of the, the situation. Well, war is hell and they have been told for three weeks, you have got to get out, but they are bombing where they know the entrances of these tunnels are. And there are a good 30,000 Hamas troops that are underground in those tunnels, at least 20 foot down. So they're having to hit certain buildings, very strategically. And very, very hard. And so from the last few days, we've seen a pretty, pretty heavy armored equipment go in. It hasn't been like tank fire. They've just been going in because they're basically unopposed because uh, the missiles that are have been going out are going more up into the sky. So uh, we're not seeing anti-tank um Fighting yet? Because you know the the Hamas, they don't really have any armored vehicles, so they are all underground. Whatever is under there, you know, they might be setting up booby traps. They might be setting up um, gas and bio uh, bioweapons and chemical weapons. Um, I don't know what what it is, but they don't really have a plan against. It doesn't look like they have a an ability to to fight the tanks. So the tanks are pretty much going in unopposed and they're setting up a line to the sea is the goal. And that'll probably take them a bit.
0: Mm, wow. Wow! Now, how many U.S. hostages? Do you know how many we have of those or they have? I mean, yeah, let,
2: uh, let me look that up. I'll get back to yeah, you yeah, that information.
0: The reason why I brought that up was, you know, I remember when I was a kid uh, back when Iran had taken hostages yeah. uh U.S hostages and every night on the news they had the lower third on the news screen day 100 day 101 what you know and it went yeah. on and on and on and, and um it was over a year and they had that on every day and they constantly reminded us we have hostages over there and I haven't heard not that I watch much mainstream media news yeah. but I haven't heard boo about our hostages. I think I heard that we had hostages, and that was the last I heard.
2: Yeah, there are 25 countries, and uh, uh, the initial report were 12 Americans, but there are quite a few hostages that have dual citizenship. I think they are more than that, but that that goes back to the initial uh, report of 12 Americans. And really our news agencies and our government has not brought up about American hostages. As we remember last week we showed a picture of, of Biden at the beach. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right. obviously it it's I don't know if it's part of the narrative that they're trying to create for for Biden that he's incompetent, or whether there is such a a lack of um compassion and understanding those are our citizens that we need to get back
0: yeah i don't know it's probably in the same file as uh, the maui fires you know it's like what oh yeah i forgot all about that you know sort of they don't talk about it they don't talk about uh reconstruction they're not talking about you know hey the the survival this family you know they're not doing any specials that i've heard of at least I could be wrong, but I have not heard anything about, uh, you know, Maui recovery Mm -hmm. and all those things, you know? And so I think that's what's happening with these hostages they're they're just not, uh, helping the narrative that they want to do.
1: Yeah. they're it's definitely politically selected content that, you know, and I, I I did, did see that it was yesterday that the 23 year old German, Israeli girl that the Hamas had taken and, uh, paraded her body around in the back of a truck. Um, they found her, her remains uh, of, her, of her skull. So they, you know, they killed her. And so just, you know,
2: Yeah, and the skull was back at the kibbutz. So right. they paraded her around dismembered. And that is, I mean, that, that is so demonic. And it's um, yeah. a, a lot of reports have said, Hey, they're doctored up photos. They're, uh, they're exaggerating the beheadings. And, you know, it, how many beheadings does it take to make it just uh, abominable? And uh, so we, we know that both sides, you know, our our hearts uh, for the civilians uh, that are being played and the children that are having to experience it, um, you know, our hearts are broken, but that is, I mean, I, I just, every war zone has this same, uh, Conflict of interest when when they're when you are in civilian areas uh, that that there are terrorists, you've got military and civilians on purpose uh, that have co-mingled so that the civilians are the shields.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's Let's very- move on to a positive. I, I we've been talking yeah. a lot about. We had a major win this last week, and it has made my day. It's made my week, and wow. it'll probably make my year. Uh, and that is Mike Johnson as the new speaker. And uh, I, I just really was encouraged when I heard that. I, I'm sure you guys felt the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Big blessing, big blessing. To this guy, uh, one of the first things that he did is he um, he gave a short speech about in God we trust and why it was um, decided that it would be put in the capital and become our national motto in the '60s as a repudiation of um, Marxism and the Cold War during the Cold War that these these uh, Marxist organizations, these Marxist governments. America is distinctively different in that it's God we trust in, even though and they're these get versus these godless philosophies and societies. And there was even a really great picture of him on the floor on his knees with about five other senators or um, house members. And they were praying and uh, it was just beautiful to see. I mean, getting on our knees, crying out to God for help. We're going to need help to, to take this country back, which was, was really great.
0: Yeah, it made an impact. I, I remember seeing Steve Bannon and Matt Gates talking about that when it had just happened. Uh, let me just share that real quick. I thought it was really uh, impactful.
1: I'm bringing Matt Gates, Congressman Gates, right now. But Mike Johnson. Let's see this again. First thing he did was not go to the sticks, but to call the media into the conference room where they had this intense debate for hours. When he was named designate, he bowed his head in prayer with the entire conference and back to him bowed his head in prayer to almighty God, Matt Gates, It was epic.
0: So that then let me just go to where Matt talks a little bit about the process that uh, happened so,
1: here. All right,
3: here's, here's what happened. I'm going to the, really the, the ch- chapter of this, that was this positive, the crescendo begins as uh, Tom Emmer is withdrawing from the race yesterday. It, it, I told Emmer on Sunday, he was not going to get there. He was going to move like a hot knife through butter through about the first, you know, 80% of the conference, but that there was going to be a series of votes that were never going to be there for him. He wanted to run through it. And I said, Tom, here's the deal. Uh, You can have your runway, but when you get to that last group that will not support you, you cannot drag this on for days. You cannot drag this on for weeks. You cannot play into what Kevin McCarthy was working the whole time to try to get people to believe that the only person that could govern the Republican conference is Kevin McCarthy. So Emmer agrees that he's going to have his shot, but that it's going to be quick. So we get that through the gestation system uh, early yesterday. So as Emmer is withdrawing, Mark Molinaro, a moderate New York freshman Republican, stands up at the microphone and says, well, instead of restarting this process and having a candidate forum and sending everybody home for a good cry, let's just take a non-binding poll on where people would be on the person who came in second to Tom Emmer, and that was Mike Johnson. And Elise Stefanik said, well, that's against the rules. The, The rules don't contemplate it. We can't do that. And brilliantly, Mark Molinaro says, then I move for unanimous consent that the rules be waived and we take a poll. On whether or not Mike Johnson uh, could be our speaker nominee. And guess who objects to that unanimous consent? McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Who was that? Kevin (laughs) McCarthy stands up and interrupts and says, I object to doing a roll call on Mike Johnson. And Mike Johnson was exasperated. All the times Johnson had voted for McCarthy, had carried his water, maybe even voted for some bills he didn't like because he he was working toward the Republican conferences stated objectives under McCarthy. And, And here was the thing. It showed everyone that it was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Scalise. It was actually McCarthy who was working to knife Jim Jordan. It was McCarthy working to knife everyone, and he hadn't yet figured out a way to knife Mike Johnson. And so he was worried that there was going to be this great unifying moment, and he scuttled the unifying moment. So because of McCarthy's wow. objection, we had to have this three-hour delay, and you know, candidates announce again, have another form, and guess what happens during that delay, Steve? Patrick McHenry runs to the House floor, opens it up out of recess, and then adjourns till noon today. Now, why did he do that? Because they were setting up a play to block Mike Johnson with write-in votes in the intra-conference process for Kevin McCarthy. They were promising people hearings on their favorite legislation, passage of bills. I heard people promised, oh, maybe you'll get a a chairmanship. And, And the play was for McCarthy to return as speaker, and then Jim Jordan to be the deputy speaker in some sort of like Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager posture. And that would have been debasing to Jordan, someone I like a great deal, and it would have been empowering to McCarthy. So Garrett Graves and all these people are working to try to effectuate this return of McCarthy, and they're telling us they are going to be 100 votes for McCarthy on the write-in. You know how many there were? 33 on the first write-in. So they flame out terribly. Mike Johnson's gaining momentum. Ultimately, my, uh, McCarthy gets 43 to vote for him on a secret ballot, but Mike Johnson gets a majority. And then he says, "You know what I want? I want a roll call vote, so that those 43 would have to announce themselves as, as being for a candidate oh, oh. who wasn't even running, instead of a unifying force like Mike Johnson." And when we called for the roll call, do you know how many people voted for Kevin McCarthy? Zero. He went from how many? Four, He went he, zero. So he went from promising 100 votes to delivering 43, to zero willing to vote for him. And everyone in the room knew at that moment that I wasn't the force for chaos, I wasn't causing disunity, that for the last three weeks, the reason the House of Representatives has been paralyzed is because for his own selfish gain, Kevin McCarthy was sabotaging the candidacy of anyone else because he was plotting a return.
0: Yeah. Wow. There's a lot in that. I wanted to play that whole yeah. thing because, I mean, it it was literally a miracle if you think about it. He got 100% of the Republican vote. Even McCarthy himself voted. And it's like, nobody gets that. And so how did that happen? How did you get somebody that was really a MAGA candidate, which is a minority within the Republican Party still? I mean, it's just what, 20 a, a odd people or so?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the caucus.
0: Yeah. I felt it was like a miracle. I mean, I you know, and a lot of people are calling it. It's like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. I was watching uh, MS DNC news and uh, they were asking about how did this guy get in? And they, they interviewed some former uh, representatives and they're like, you know what? The Republicans were just worn down. They just got worn out by the fighting with, you know, Jordan and Emers and Emerson and you know, all this. Nice. And they just gave up. They just like, okay. And so, you know, that it says a lot for being strong and go to the finish and keep pushing. Uh, you know, and so I don't
2: think that was it. I think they were they were wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove. There was some uh, they knew they had they needed especially at a time of war and of the conflict going on all throughout the world they needed to to get the job done but it was i think it was a 5d chess board that was going on and there was some bait and switch and turn there was a need for mccarthy's true colors to be shown yes. and that was really the only way i mean this whole process that matt gates put forth it just shows you how convoluted our governmental system can be and how much strategy there is in playing and how much um bait and switch and how much pay for play and i'll vote for this if you give me that and it, it's just to me it's nauseating that that is what our representatives are um are 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 working, how they're, they're running our government. So um, I I do think we've got a good man in Mike Johnson. And I think his first post um, on, uh, on X was, it's an honor of a lifetime to have been elected the 56th Speaker of the House. Thank you to my colleagues, friends, staff, and family for the unmatched support throughout this process. It's been an arduous few weeks and a Reminder that the House is a very complicated and diverse. Uh, it's as diverse as the people we represent. The urgency of this moment now is that the demands, boldness, decisive action to restore trust, advance our legislative priorities, and demonstrate good governance. Our House Republican Conference is now united and eager to get back to work and I assure you the house delivers results and inspires change for American people. We will restore trust in this body. We will advance a comprehensive conservative policy agenda, combat the harmful policies, of the Biden administration and supply our allies abroad. And we will restore sanity to a government desperately in need of it. And then he said, let's get back to work.
0: Oh, awesome. That is now,
1: amazing.
2: Now that speech there, I could say anyone could say
0: that. I mean, even McCarthy said that, but what kind of back, um, what kind of experience does he have? I mean, what, what's, what has he done in the past to, to make us think that this really means business versus the flowery stuff that everybody likes to say? Cause I well, think he's a man of substance looking at what he's done.
1: Yeah. I saw him tear into my Uh, that video they went back and showed the clip of him like you are you're blowing it you need to get a new resume find a new line of work because you are not doing a good job and it was just a beautiful video of him and he was just no holds barred he is just as powerful and assertive and aggressive and articulate as Mm -hmm. Jim Jordan ever was and, and and you know and everybody was like oh well he's better than Jim Jordan so you know and gosh, man. And he, you know, and he's, I love what he said. He said, go pick up your Bible. You want to know what I, my worldview is, go pick up your Bible. That's my worldview.
0: Oh, you know, wow. Amen.
1: It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful, I think it was part of a, um, what was it like an interview that he had with, uh, who was it? Um, Let's see if I got it here. It was,
2: what? Well, you're looking for that, you know, he, he did, I, I wasn't familiar with with Mike Johnson at all. And he served, um, he's served four U.S. Congresses. So this is the 118th that we're in right now. And he's from, uh, born in Shreveport, Louisiana, and he graduated from the high school there in Shreveport. Shreveport. And he went to um, Louisiana State University. He got his undergraduate there. He got his law degree there. And then he was with the Louisiana State House of Representative for three, uh, three years. And then he moved on to uh, Congress in 2017. And now he's the Speaker of the House, the 118th Congress. He is the son of a fire chief. And um, he's one of the first people and his family to get a, a college education.
0: Wow. wow. That sounds like a success story rather than being a lifelong politician for 40, 50 years. It is nice. Yeah. Nice well, to see that,
1: And he's, you know, of course, right away, Adam Schiff and the whole media just starts attacking him. Johnson played a leading role in the effort to overturn the 2020 election, The new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, once wrote in support of criminalization of gay sex. The new House Speaker is a far-right extremist who helped plot 2020 coup. I mean, all of these, you know, top (laughs) MSM, all the... Yes, they're all true. (laughs) 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 He has a worldview. That's a Christian worldview. And he's allowed to have it. You know what? Who also had a Christian worldview? All the founders of this country. Yeah. (laughs) They also had a Christian worldview.
0: Yeah, this is I mean, just looking at those headlines shows that he must be over the target. They're freaking out. And and some of the things he said, I know they're freaking out. I mean, he talked about uh, the impeachment of Biden. He says he what he does, he goes and he actually pulls out the Constitution itself and says Article such and such. I can't remember which one he did. And he said it said the Congress shall remove the president, if he is guilty of, and he goes down the list, treason, bribery, um, there's a couple others. And he just said, we have more than enough evidence with bribery. It's, it's a very strong case. We need to go and we need to pursue this and he shall be removed if that, you know, and so it was nice to have a speaker actually start to quote the Constitution because you hear ad nauseum, "Oh, you know, you need to support the Constitution," but no one ever talks about what article and you know they don't go into details. They just say it's just a catchphrase, like "How are you doing?" You know, "How are you so doing?" He's a
2: constitutional um, attorney. Yes. That's what what his background is. So that's his. He's right down his strong his strong suit, and he said about. Um, Joe Biden, he said, we have an ongoing cover-up of the most important facts uh, that Joe Biden is sitting in the Oval Office. We know that he he's stared right in the camera as president, and he lied repeatedly, multiple times. He lied directly, multiple times about his involvement and knowledge of his son's business dealings. And we all know that now. So he is a strong. Uh, he, he's strong at uh, pressing pressing the the um, issues that are important. Wow. And he's um, his position on Israel. He said, "We cannot allow the brutality and unspeakable evil that's happening against Israel right now to continue. We're going to stand with our friends." And then his his thoughts about America. He says, "America is different." And we are exceptional because we stand on certain foundational principles and House Republicans will defend those principles. So that's a little bit about our new Speaker of the House.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Even called for the, uh, I think the arrest and removal uh, suggested that over Pelosi when she tore the speech that yes. uh, Donald Trump, when he did the uh, State of the Union Address, And so uh, he has some guts and, and he's definitely uh, the person to be in charge. I think it's going to be awesome. When I say in charge, I guess he opens up direction. Hey, this is where Congress is going to investigate or, Mm -hmm. or or go. So I I am just really uh, excited about him. You know, also I, I feel like maybe the hand of God is involved in this as well. Um, You know, there's a verse that says, you know, God does not do anything or anything major until he makes it revealed to the prophets. And, and I know the three of us, we, we tend to follow prophetic ministries and we're cautious about it. You know, I mean, lots of people can say stuff, but when someone says something and it it seems to come to pass, we do pay attention to it because the scriptures support it when they talk about a, you know, fivefold ministry in the new Testament and we still have teachers and pastors. So, uh, why don't we have, you know, prophets, uh, as one of those, because it, it also talks about prophets, you know, no one has a problem with teachers. No one has a problem with pastors, but oh, you say the word prophet, you know? Um, but we, we happen to uh, enjoy that. I've been encouraged by that, but, uh, here is one from, uh, it was from Elijah streams, Amanda grace. And let me just play a little clip of it. Cause I think, yeah. um, you'll get what i'm talking about I, I have it queued up here so
4: okay so the, the, the september 25th which was yom kippur the day of atonement this is when i got this word mm-hmm. the excerpt from this says thus says the lord there shall be awe in your nation a stampede of elephants and donkeys shall in this hour be seen as what is behind the inquiry is exposed says the lord the timing of such things is crucial my that's capitalized children Watch the timing of a second inquiry, says the Lord. In the den of thieves, says the Lord. For Congress is a den of thieves, says the Lord. All robbing each other and robbing and stripping your nation. Congress shall be sifted if they refuse to operate in righteousness in this hour. I, the Lord, am watching, O Congress. Choose wisely in this hour. Choose wisely, O Speaker. He's talking to Kevin McCarthy here. Choose Mm -hmm. wisely, O Speaker. For it shall be your seat if you do, that's not cap- that's capitalized, it shall be your seat if you do not set a foundation of righteousness and truth in this hour. For truth must, that's capitalized, be pursued, says the Lord, it must. And those in position must pursue it, or the serpent shall consume them, and there shall be early retirement for many, says the Lord.
0: I'll keep going. So there's
4: one. Wow. Now, there was no talk of unseating McCarthy when this word was given. That's right. Yep, yes. there wasn't. It was totally out of the blue. So I'm going out on a limb. I'm releasing this, right? Because the Lord's telling me this, and I'm putting this out. And about a week to 10 days later, it erupted. Wow. It erupted. And and when the Lord said in this hour, he meant in this hour. He meant like, day, you're days away from losing your seat. Yeah. But you do not set a foundation of righteousness right now. Well, I guess he didn't. I guess he didn't because he lost his seat. So then what happens is the Lord wakes me up during the night, right? After surgery Mm -hmm. and at 1.43 a.m. and gives me this word. And so in it, this is what it said, which just got fulfilled in the last couple of days. And so I finally released the whole word yesterday. Okay. And so this is an excerpt from it. And so this is what it says. There is one in that house. He's talking about Congress. There is one in that house who shall, that's capitalized, speak my word. That's capitalized. Because of my favor, that's capitalized, shall come up the ranks and shall speak with such wisdom and poise that even kicking donkeys must stop in their stubbornness and listen. Oh, my goodness. That it, this was this man that because he came up the ranks <laughs> out of nowhere, he came up totally the ranks out of nowhere, right? I, it's the out of nowhere comes up the ranks. Now, the next part is interesting,
0: so I'll just go with that. But uh, you know, I, to me, I, I was very encouraged by that. So it was basically talking to the speaker, and when she says, like, that's capitalized. So she's given uh, an impression and, and words and she writes them down and sometimes she feels that God is saying capitalized, He's emphasizing. and so she's not reading a script or anything. It's not like uh, you know when we read the Bible and the Lord is capitalized or something like that. it's 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 an emphasis that she feels that the Lord is giving and so she puts it in capitals. So that's all she's saying there. but um, you know so she clearly to me says that he's talking to the current speaker, which was Kevin McCarthy at the time says hey if you do not make a righteous choice in what you're doing uh your seat's going to be removed and then 10 days later matt gates is like hey i challenge this you're going you're out because you have not done what was right we made an agreement and you have not held up your end of the bargain on any of these things so matt gates started the whole thing and the way it was set up was that one person just one person i think they called that a jeff jeffersonian thing or something but one person can bring the whole thing to the floor so they didn't need to have a majority or anything to go that way it may never have happened and so he was very vulnerable uh but you know he didn't hold his end and so matt gates held to his word and then what happened who went up the ranks you know and it was it was definitely uh now i'm blanking out on his name uh johnson Johnson. mike johnson yeah Yeah, johnson another one of you johnsons there Uh, i
1: like it johnson's
0: um, but you know, he, he literally has worked up the ranks. People are like, who is he who, you know, where does this guy come from? You know, I, I know that Jim Jordan was very vocal and, and he probably had a lot of people that had their crosshairs on him, you know, oh Jim Jordan. He's one of those MAGA guys, you know, cause he's always, he's, I mean, I've seen all kinds of clips of him over the years, you know, I mean, he speaks really good, you know, he's amazing, I mean, everything's at the tip of his tongue. And so. I could see where people are like we're not having him but i never even heard of mike johnson i didn't until he was on that list of nine we talked about what last week or so Mm -hmm. and so um and then boom it's like wow and
1: and jim johnson was uh um, jim jordan was a mentor to him because he's he's new into the congress in 2017 so um so beautiful to see that happen you know to empower somebody and then Jim Jordan can get back to the the other uh, conferences that he's on or the other um, you know groups that he's doing. You know cha- Our the
2: judiciary uh, committee he he really needs to be uh, that that's where he, his strength is and he wants to bring things before the American people to make them aware I don't I don't know that that uh, we're going to get indictments with this DOJ but at least we're waking up the public, if you watch C-SPAN, and I encourage people to, to dial in, you can watch the ongoing, if you go to Congress's website, you could get the, the judiciary committees, the various committees um, times and dates that they're going to have their, their televised um, uh, interviews or some of them are that they're, they're asking questions that are very pertinent to people. And, uh, it really is eye-opening when you watch them live or you you see how how pitiful some of the the people that are being in uh, have so much power and they're not coming with answers. they're just trying to deflect and uh, they're not respecting the office of the the House of Representatives or the committees
1: well, and and what I liked about it too, uh, you know is that, you know, that prophetic word that she gave was that the, you know, the Congress is, you know, they're stealing from one another. They're stealing from the American people. Um, there was just recently, uh, Mike Flynn was on, General Flynn uh, was on uh, a post or he was actually doing an interview. And this is what he said. I wanted to share this one short clip, but he said about Congress. And, and this is a guy who would know, like he's, he was going to be the director of um, security, one of the security, national
0: Homeland security or, one of those.
3: NSA. He's a
0: 3
1: general. Yeah,
3: we have the House of Rep- we have the House of Representatives right
0: now, is totally, completely broken, and they're totally owned by the corporate uh, lobbyists, and frankly by the
3: globalists who own many of these people because they've been compromised by, by uh, on their some of these what they call codel trips overseas, where these uh, members of uh,
0: of uh, both the House and the Senate get compromised by sleeping with children and they and they're and they and they compromise and these are real things these are very real things they or they they,
4: they uh they get them caught up in in the world of uh of big big bucks big money
1: uh, yeah big money yeah or, or they're they're either they're either getting bribed or they're getting honeypot you know yeah pot bribed or they're getting you know money so blackmailed
0: yeah Oh, there's corruption everywhere. You know, I mean, it's everywhere. There's not a, there's not a segment in our society that is not free from it. It's the heart of man and, and there's temptations around and, and uh, people fall into it. Our culture influences uh, us. And, you know, we've seen on the boards, the, the people you expect least uh, are also involved, you know,
1: right and and of course then we just had the horrible news uh that um mike bickle who was the founder of kansas city ihop um five allegations of sexual abuse by him and he's you know he's been 30 years in charge of that organization and all these women have come out and said you know it just sickens me and hurts my heart because the, ihop
0: was, can you explain that international house of prayer okay
1: yeah international house of prayer in kansas city it's a, one of the large mega churches out there. I think, you know, it's also, they, they, he's enacted um, prayer and worship for like 24-7 prayer and worship. You know, that whole movement is actually designed uh, a type of prayer and worship that is 24-7 um, harp and bowl. And it's a, it, you know, it's a major movement of God. And, and and granted, you know, God uses broken, sinful people, but you, you cannot hide uh, this type of level of sexual abuse that's coming out. And when I first heard it, I was like, no, no, I'm not, I can't believe it. And, um, and then I went and read up on it. Like, no, it's the, the the leadership does say that this happened. So he hasn't said he's, you know, he hasn't said that he has uh, done it. He hasn't um, confessed yet, um, but it looks like it's credible. So it just really sad. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. leaders that when you don't have accountability, and especially in positions of high authority, uh, people get in these positions where they they don't they don't I mean like in my church you know m- my my elder Burke can fire me right if I'm not if I'm blowing it you know they have that over me that there's an accountability there I have people in my church that hold me accountable and so there's if you don't whatever you don't hold accountable is going to end up getting corrupted or whatever's in secret will end up getting corrupted mm-hmm. so it, those are the things that are just over that's just proven over and over and over and over again um, mm-hmm. in the in the world that you know. So yeah, pretty sad. I mean, great God. I mean, great ministry, powerful ministry.
2: Yeah. You don't throw the water out with the ba- The water out, the baby out with the bath water. So, you know, we just, uh, we offer up our prayer to both the, those that were uh, victims of of uh, sexual abuse to his family and to the leadership at IHOP, so mm-hmm. it's an amazing, wonderful ministry. And um, I mean, prayer is very near and dear to my heart, and so is worship. And what they carry is is powerful. Um, and so, uh, and we we just know that he is a piece of IHOP. He's not the whole thing, Perfect. and you know, and nobody's, uh, beyond reproach and it, it keeps us all humble and, and accountable.
0: Yeah. Really well, good. it, you know, the, the scriptures say, you know, judgment starts in the house of God, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, God's looking and he's trying to clear out and clean out his own house before big revivals can happen. You need to have vessels that have been cleaned out, vessels, meaning groups of, of people, you know, because, you Um, a lot of times complacency or that big hierarchy structure, you know, when you have a Pope at the top and you got all his Cardinals and it's just a huge mega, mega corporation and mega churches, same way, you know, money corrupts. and What is it? Just
1: power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. But also secrecy corrupts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Secret societies. Not that that is, but I mean, you know, uh, things that are in secret and then the heart of man that we we all battle, we all have a sin nature and we battle it. And it's a battle between the flesh, the desires of the flesh, our senses and the, and the spirit. And when we give the spirit um attention and time through worship and and reading and 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 doing the things of that God would want us to do, our spirit in our spirit man inside of us is is strengthened and he will be able to overcome the power of the flesh you know and so uh but you know accountability is a big thing and that's why a lot of pastors they have accountability partners they have windows on their office doors you know they don't do private sessions with the opposite sex you know just things like that Nothing. um and so but when you get yeah so i am I'm, I'm saddened that this happened and and one one positive thing was is that the church itself brought them out You know sometimes you have corrupt organizations and they keep it all secret i mean it's just kind of like you know i know with the the all the 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 priests and fathers you know a lot of them just get transferred to a new area they get busted and you know there's been a lot of court cases around the world where they just put them to another place and and here this church said no we need to bring this out publicly you know and so I'm, i'm glad it wasn't um an outside force. It might've been outside pressure. I don't know, but it was the church themselves, you know, the leadership saying, Hey, this is not honoring to God and we need to bring this out. So, yeah. and that, and that will be at their peril too. Right. I mean, it's going to cost them something, you know, uh, there are people on the fence sometimes they don't know, you know, and so something like this, if they if their focus is not Jesus and Jesus only, you know, things like, uh, elevating a person could really do some harm to their, their faith journey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so it is at that risk, but they they want to hold on to what is true and right, and so that I, I my hat goes off to the leadership of uh, International House of Prayer for yeah, and
2: it's it's a reminder that this globalist, and I'm not saying um, Mike Bickle's a globalist, but the the globalist agenda has penetrated uh, the government houses, the businesses, uh, the the uh, churches, the places of influence that uh, set our culture. And in every aspect, they have penetrated in and infiltrated into some of these um, these uh, important um, foundational places in our nation. So in the days ahead, I would not be surprised if we We heard about more, um, exposure. We've been praying for exposure and I'll tell you, this is, it's a good thing for Mike Pickle to be exposed Mm -hmm. so so he could stop. He could be called on the carpet. He could stop the abuse and he could, uh, turn around. And, um, I liked what Johnny Enlow said. He said, my first goal is not to restore the man. My first, my first goal is, uh, to bring out the truth and that, um, we, we really need to see how this thing penetrated in, because it's not just, um, in the government, the honey pots are not just in the government house. So, uh, don't be surprised if you hear more of it in the church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of that principle that, uh, power corrupts people and uh you know we're, we are we have a sinful nature that is easily corruptible if we're not we don't have accountability so and i i was thinking of this i just saw this last week you know you guys haven't seen it yet but police state just came out dinesh d'souza uh i saw it last saturday and uh, it was phenomenal a phenomenal film and it just talks about how organizations within our own government good people have um become become corrupt and they're using you know the the weaponization of government, which we've, you know, we've, we've heard is happening. But um, definitely, definitely should check this film out because it's pretty scary. It shows how um, there's kind of a targeting of conservatives and Christians with our government. And it's kind of a almost a the, the forerunner to global communism and uh, within our own government. So.
2: So now, yeah. do we watch it at the theater? Do we watch it online? How, um, how we watched
1: it? it at the theater. I think there was the opening week. And it opened in certain select places. Um, now you can order the DVD, or you can stream it here and, and pay for it. Uh, it's definitely worth streaming. It definitely worth getting some friends together and watching it at your house. We're actually planning on so- showing it at Convergence in a few weeks, so um, early December. So we'll show it to people in our neighborhood, and you know, just this, I think this is part of actually preparing the church. You know, I, I do believe you know we're in a battle, and we need to prepare the church for whatever comes you know um and it it may be that this the darkness gets this kind of a a hand and strength growth we're showing it, so um but anyways yeah we're going to show it at the in convergence so yeah well
0: awesome that's a good show i look forward to seeing it in early december we'll give more details as it comes Uh, definitely and thanks for joining us
1: yeah Good show tonight. God
0: bless you guys. God bless. Good night. Good night.